0: Alrighty, welcome to another edition of Canon Calls. This week, I got the opportunity to chat with Colin Kaplan. Colin is a historian from New Haven, Connecticut, and a professor at Wesleyan College. In particular, what struck my interest was a book I stumbled across titled Pizza in New Haven. The Pizza in New Haven has a rich history with a cast of great characters, and Colin captures it all really well. Be on the lookout for a documentary that Colin produced titled, Pizza, A Love Story. You can catch that trailer on YouTube and the other usual places. So, without further ado, meet the pizza scribe of New Haven, Connecticut, Colin Kaplan. Alright, welcome to another week of Canon Calls. This week... Colin Kaplan, is that right, Kaplan?
1: Yes, sir. Nailed it. Yes, thank you for having me, Jake. Nailed
0: it. Yes. Yeah, so, it. Um, I stumbled into Colin's book, Pizza in New Haven, and I'm on a I'm on a pizza dive right now. I'm just like buying books, figuring out what's what's unique about here and there. Um, Colin, what about Pizza in New Haven deserved a book?
1: Oh man, well, basically pizza is New Haven's answer to everything. If you've got a problem, you eat pizza. If you feel really good about something, you go and you celebrate and you eat pizza. Um, If it's a birthday, it's pizza. If it's a funeral, you gotta eat pizza. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like, (laughs) it's the only thing we care about. Let's just put it that way. We, We, there's problems in the world, but our pizza never is a problem.
0: Okay, and we're talking about New Haven, Connecticut.
1: Correct. So most people have no idea where Connecticut is. It's the like fourth or something smallest state and then let alone where is New Haven. So we're kind of we're kind of like New York City's little brother. (laughs) And most people just don't they don't even know we exist. So we're kinda we're the underdog pizza capital of the United States. We're this kind of up and coming name that people are now starting to associate with some of the best pizza they'll ever, ever eat.
0: I love that. You said you're the underdog pizza capital of the world. Would you naturally give that to New York? So
1: nah. well, growing up here, we always thought New York was the center of the world. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bigger city. Um, (laughs) And in a sense, it's always been known for pizza. So if you go anywhere in the U.S., generally speaking, you might find a New York City-style pizza place. Um, it serves probably something close to what people think is New York style, which is like a floppy, cheesy, greasy slice. And that's what I think a lot of the country is accepted as as what pizza can be or should be. So we grew up in New Haven with something that is a little bit different. It's thin, it's crispy, and it's really well cooked so we call it charred and it tastes like nothing you can find in new york so we, you know even though new york is so well known new haven us new haveners and people who've traveled here or schooled here or have heard of us we we are truly seen as a higher quality of pizza in general
0: is this the greatest u.s rivalry in pizza i don't know you know that's a good question um i think chicago and
1: new york have are huge rivals because there's the we the chicago style that people are familiar with in in that area of the country is this deep dish it's more of a casserole but you know you can call it a pizza if you'd like it's like a lasagna um, with crust and <laughs> yeah i just think like you know why yeah anyway um i don't have you know i don't have an hour to wait for my pizza either <laughs> like if it's being cooked so here's that um but it, but it, then again, a lot of the country is also familiar with this thicker crust stuff that we are now. The new Detroit kind of uh, wave is taking over the country, and everyone wants to try this Detroit style. And what that basically is like is a Sicilian style of focaccia. Okay, and and even New Yorkers have that style. So there there is there's actually many different styles among the cities, and most people don't realize that that that's an that's a truth is that you can't say oh new york style is better well there's many new york styles and the new haven has its own style it's it's very particular to our city um it's something you could find all around the country now there's new haven style pizzerias in uh, over 50 cities and from every from every coast so if you name a city i'll tell you yes or no wow and um and then you can yeah and then you can figure out if you're going to live there or
0: not. <laughs> okay, so I'm in I'm in the chimney of Idaho. What's the closest New Haven slice I can get?
1: Oh, the chimney. Um well, uh, since everything is fairly close there. Um, you guys have small states, <laughs> yeah, very right. small, run, you know, runways whatever. Um well, there's not much actually up there, I'm sorry <laughs> to say. Um Okay. The closest the closest was in um reno but, oh okay um but now i would say the closest would be either portland oregon oh that's not bad. Uh, hood river oregon or even seattle um you could find like something close to a new haven style so those are your sort of closest runs
0: okay that's easy um
1: yeah, yeah just over the hill
0: <laughs> so okay so with the book pizza in new haven it's very historical you start out Basically, with the receipts on the pizza in New Haven, you start in Italy. At least with Italian settlement.
1: Yes. So I'm a I am historian, um, and I'm a I document a lot of different types of history. I've you know written multiple books about New Haven, my my favorite city, and the stories are very fascinating because if we look at a little bit of our understanding of how different parts of our country were formed, you got to look at people and. The people I focused on for pizza in New Haven were the Italians. And so our city, New Haven became the most Italian city per capita in America by 1910. And so it's story. And if you look at New Haven, even today in greater New Haven, it's such an Italian place. And, and people don't even question why or how. So I tried to, with this book, tell a story about uh, an American story about Italians and how they settled here for, the need for jobs um you know surviving a place that wasn't working for their families and coming to a place that offered more uh and and then bringing their culture with them something that we we would be shocked to know that uh over 100 years ago italian culture was considered second rate people looked down on italians people didn't like wouldn't even touch pizza uh, let alone like lasagna or you know some sort of other type of dish that we now love um so italians were really outsiders coming in to a new place and they had to carve their way into this cultural landscape and actually created an american cultural landscape that's partly italian because pizza is very much an american now
0: right and even so the, even the I, idea I, of italian food yeah. you mentioned what a rocky story you know to go from like what was seen as second rate to i feel like that's probably your baseline date idea of date food or yeah i mean
1: it's comfort food it's kind of like everywhere you go you can find an italian restaurant now whether it's good or bad you know in america and it's it's part of our it's part of our cultural landscape and it's it's really a testament to how this country is a melting pot and has always been since its founding so it's the idea of a mix a mixed bag of you get you get what who came here and and we are very very fortunate that the Italians mostly came from the South where the food is exquisite there. And they brought all their red sauces and they brought their beats. We, we call pizza beats, by the way. Oh, right, right. Um, it's an, it's an ancient, what, what the language was called, um, Neapolitan or Nabolitan. It's an ancient language that stayed in New Haven. Wow. And nowhere else do they really even speak it besides maybe, uh, families in Italy, you know, that are still using it. Um, but that's where this word "abits," which is spelled A P I Z Z A, so it looks like a pizza, right? And uh, that's our word. I mean, that's how we that's how we make it.
0: Now, uh, can you give us just a few of uh, maybe? And you mentioned just the important aspect of the pizza is going to be the pizza makers, to so the people, the people doing it. Who? What are some of your favorite stories in terms of heroes of New Haven pizza?
1: Well, I think the the biggest you know, hero that everyone is beginning to learn about more and more is Frank Pepe, because he's his family still runs a pizzeria that is presently the fifth longest continuously run pizzeria in America. So with that legacy, you know, if you look at his story, an immigrant from Maori on the Amalfi coast coming to America in 1909, working in a factory. And eventually uh, opening his own bakery in 1925, which was a pizza delivery. And, and he, just, he just served Italians who were working in factories, working in the streets, and helping them, you know, get a warm meal in their belly. And little, little did he or his wife know that, you know, 10, 15 years later, they'd end up with the largest pizzeria in the country. Uh, They'd open the doors to not just Italians eating pizza and his style, like his method of pizza making has been rated the number one pizza in America for the last 10 years and and longer than that. So, you know, Frank Pepe's name is is now synonymous with American pizza.
0: And that's and that's a fact. (laughs) I love it, dude.
1: I can. At least I can say that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave it there, man. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so as far as the pizzerias in town, what are some what are the big ones? Like if if you were to sort of paint a landscape for somebody that wanted to visit, what are the pizzerias you have to stop by?
1: I like the way you use that. I would actually go with that and paint a picture using pizzas pizza sauce.
0: Yes, I like um, that. Yep. Yeah. Um <laughs> little
1: oregano on the sides. Um so all right, so there is, there is a movie that I've helped out with. I'm a co-producer on a movie called Pizza. Oh, man, I've been story. wanting to
0: ask about this. I have been Googling yes. to the dregs. Where do uh, I watch it, man?
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, here's where you can watch it if you're in New Haven for the next week. <laughs> it's at Criter- Bowtie Criterion Cinema downtown New Haven for the next week um, until the end of the month. And it's screening there on two theaters. That's how popular it's been. But this theater, um, excuse me, this movie um, directed by Connecticut director and, and, you know, rock rock and pet loving director Gorman Bouchard um, and co-produced by myself and Dean Falcone, who did all the music. This film um, has been screening all around the world, actually, at festivals. So the next step is that it could go to. One of those it could go. It's going to go to DVD later this year and then it can go to like Hulu or something, hopefully. So, you know, keep crossing your fingers. We just tell people, you know, whatever they can do to try to get it or put a note out there or send a message to Gorman. um, That's kind of what we can do to get this message out. Um, We want it to be in theaters everywhere. We want it to be at everyone's home. Uh, we think it should be playing on a loop um, <laughs> at every train station. Anyway. Um,
0: I kind of cut you off. So, what, what was the title and when? what's it oh, about?
1: Yeah, it's called Pizza, a Love Story. And it is the story of the three pizzas, pizzerias that matter most in the entire world. And that is Frank Pepe's, Sally's Abit's, and Modern Abit's. And all three of these pizzerias are some of the oldest in the country. Uh, they're considered the, some of the best in the country, and they all serve New Haven-style pizza to, to the T. Um, and they're known for different things. Um, Pepe's is known for their white clam. Modern is known for their Italian bomb, which is like very healthy pizza of four meats and, and three <laughs> vegetables or three vegetables and four meats, something like that. And, uh, and then Sally's is known for their plain tomato pie, which is just sauce and grated cheese with garlic on it. Um, And, you know, Sally was Frank Pepe's nephew. Uh, Modern has been owned by a number of families, but it's been run by uh, the same family for over 30 years. And these these pizzerias are pinnacle pizzerias. I mean, Frank Sinatra loved Sally's. He used to order it to New York City at his shows in the 40s. Oh, wow. Uh, Very good friends with their family. Every politician has made it to Pepe's, um, from Reagan to, to Clinton to uh, so many others. I mean, they, they make regular visits there. Um, Steven Spielberg loves his, his uh, modern so much he brought it to L.A. to show off all of the Hollywood producers what <laughs> real pizza is. And um, there's a great story in the movie as well about how somebody switched their allegiances. And it was actually the owners of the Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox switched oh, no. allegiances from being S- Sally's fans to modern fans oh, one man. day. And, and that, that year was the year that the curse of the Bambino was
0: broken. Oh, wow.
1: So they think that. So New Haven pizza is much more important of, of a deciding factor in so many things.
0: National implications.
1: National, international, possibly possibly universal. <laughs> so this could be, This could be cosmic.
0: So, okay, as a New Haven guy yourself— where, where is the go-to for you? How do you choose?
1: Well, sure. So I choose, I mean, I run food tours in New Haven, so luckily I don't have to always choose. I can go to my you know, the best places right. because I'm leading people there. And we, we do regular food tours through Taste of New Haven um, weekly and bring people to the best pizzerias and, and some of the best restaurants as well. So if I'm, if I'm choosing, it's kind of time of day, it's who's coming. Um, it's also a mood thing. So often, you know, they're all open for lunch. Now, um, they, most of them are open every day. Some of them close on a Monday. And, you know, if I'm, if I feel like I want to go and have a really good mozzarella pie with, that's just going to make, make, make me satisfied with the mozzarella flavor. Uh, then I'm going to hit up modern abits and get there for lunch perhaps, and put some, maybe put some eggplant on that pie because <laughs> a little Grounded eggplant right on with the mozzarella. It's like, it's like having a delicious meal on a thin crust. Right. Um, if I wanted to ha- you know, if I wanted to show off, the uh white clam pizza, which is just clams, uh, oregano, garlic and, uh, little olive oil. And it's so simple. There's no mozzarella on it. It's a white pizza. So it's just olive oil. Then I would take them to Pepe's and you're getting freshly shucked clams that are local. Um, You know, and people, people literally drive for hours to get that pizza. And then, and then if I, if I wanted, you know, I've always said this is my last meal, my last meal. Oh, here we go. I would be very happy, very happy with a Sally's plain tomato pie with garlic on it. And there's no mozzarella. It's just a red, a red pie. And it's the perfect balance of crispy, chewy crust, just slightly tangy, slightly sweet sauce with that wonderful flavor of garlic, you know, cause that's, that's all you need. I mean, that's really all it is. And that's what pizza is about. It's a simple product. It's to be easily enjoyed and easily eaten. Um, and I, of course I dream about it too. So I mean, we're, we're in the same
0: boat. You mentioned the clam pie that, that seems like a very big deal. They're known for it. The kind of narrative you get about pizza is it started with, you know, as plain as it gets, and then now you're we're in a world where there's like tacos on top of pies and all this crazy stuff on top of pizzas. Uh I feel like the clam is out of nowhere. Do you know how how did that start? How did that idea even come about? Sure. So, you
1: know, New Haven's on the coast. Um, Connecticut sits on Long Island Sound. So we've had since the ancient days, uh the, the Native Americans who lived here were um harvesting oysters and all types of mollusks for thousands of years. So We've had a history of eating shellfish in the state for a long, long time. Okay. And when the Italians came here, they, they also came from coastal areas and they found out that there was lots of shellfish here. So they started selling clams on the half shell in the streets, uh, very common in America over 100 years ago. And, you know, you just kind of drink out of the clam shell. And, and so that ended up in the restaurants and every pizzeria that became popular in the 1930s had clams on the half shell. As an appetizer. Oh, okay. So pizzerias like Frank Pepe's um, started experimenting. They started putting the clam on the pizza. You know, it's, it's accessible. And um, the one that got it right was Frank Pepe. Um, other pizzerias were putting it on a red sauce. He said, no, it should just be olive oil because of the way that the flavors of the kind of salty, briny flavor of the, of the clam mix with, you know, garlic and oregano. You don't need sauce. So that's that's how that balance happened and it became extraordinarily popular starting in the 1970s and just took off.
0: That's wild. Is that now is that? It is it is. As far as like locals, is that usually the go-to? I mean, I mean is that the number one pizza there?
1: So interestingly, locals will have way more opinions than you can even imagine. <laughs> like I'm opinionated, the, you know, my the director of the film Tom Vichard is very opinionated, and if you ask anything from the cab driver to the like the guy standing around on the street, where do you eat pizza? Everybody has an opinion and what their favorite kind is. There is no agreement, and so locals don't necessarily say, "Oh, I love the white sure. clam." They a lot of them never had the white clam. Um, so locals will often tell you they'll go to their neighborhood pizzeria, you know, and there's pizzerias like Zoo Parties, Abe's in West Haven, that's super historic, family-owned. Um they make their own sausage pie. There's one that I grew up with called Ernie's Pizzeria. Um voted sometimes like the best mozzarella because of the layer of mozzarella they put on. And you could just go around the city and there's just about there could be more pizzerias per capita in this area than anywhere else. Um and and there's way more opinions. I'll tell you that. There's just Everyone's got an opinion.
0: Yeah. So, question about Zupardi's. So you were mentioning sort of the the movie you were talking about. How did you make the decision in terms of like who the three were going to be? I mean, I imagine you are going to have party fans very upset.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Luckily, I didn't have to make that decision, so I can <laughs> just I can just exit the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so the director really came up with the concept, um, you know, over ten years ago um, to have really the the three what we consider like we consider the big three. So there's, there's the Trinity of the top that we kind of just all bow down to. And, and then under that, you could almost call them the patron saints. You know, if we're going to stay Got with it. this kind of religious kind yep. of um, And under that are all the saints that we all still, we all still appreciate and carry with us. But, um, but in a sense, um, there's, there's the big three and then there's, and then there's everyone else and how they sit with everybody else. I mean, that's, that's what makes this conversation fun and contentious. Um, And I, you know, again, I, I, my book is historic. I'm trying to take my opinion out of uh, this entire subject and just give a proper history of the Italian American experience and pizza um, in in New Haven. And then, you know, I think the movie is much more of a, uh, we're, we're going to force this down your throat and you are going to, only know about this and but it's more honestly the movie is way more than that i mean it's it's a history of new haven's redevelopment it's a history of italians and and it's it's a lot more but it's focused on those three conspirators so you know uh, i'll leave it at that you'll have to watch it
0: yeah i do feel like uh you had a very privileged life growing up in terms of pizza yes i'll say for the longest time i really thought pizza was Well, it's like you got your Domino's fans and your Pizza Hut fans and then you kind of just argue it out. Um, And it wasn't until I moved to Minneapolis for college uh, that I had black sheep pizza that I thought, like, wow, that was the best pizza I've had all the time. And it tastes so different. Or, you know, I I usually thought, like, okay, if I'm going to have, like, four slices of one of the aforementioned, I'm going to have to take a nap that day. Any any productivity is off. Um, And then I had... That a different kind of pizza, and I was like, "Wow, I could have a whole pie and not feel like I was gonna die tomorrow." <laughs> as far as pizza for you, that's not New Haven. When you go about, what, what is your favorite pizza outside of the city?
1: Well, I like other foods too. I mean, I don't eat pizza outside of New Haven. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I I learned, you know, I learned that. That the is hard the way. best. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, tell me about that.
1: <laughs> well, I went to school in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, wow. Um, so my college days were were down in the Big Easy. Uh, one of my favorite places to go outside of new Haven and it's not known for pizza, right? It's known for wonderful Cajun and Creole food, Southern food, you know, and it's just not known for pizza. So I discovered um, a chain pizza place there that college kids could eat without, you know, fear, I guess. And um, that particular one, Papa John's every time you'd get it, it's the same. And, I couldn't, it wasn't really pizza for me. It was just junk food. So you, that feeling that you describe as kind of being KO'd after eating it is kind of how we all felt is that you eat it. And then you felt, you didn't feel that great. Yeah. Um, it just feel, it filled a void in your stomach, but it didn't really, it didn't do the pizza thing for <laughs> me. So, you know, I lived, I lived in Florida for a little bit. I lived in Maine for like a month. I wrote a book up there, um, on a frozen Lake. That's another story. Yeah. Um, and then I lived in Los Angeles for a bit and and every experience I can tell you is the pizza out there was inconsistent. It was not up to the level that I was used to. And I can understand that. And I, I also grew up, you know, I, I ate Domino's growing up. I mean, I, had, I tried Pizza Hut once in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, it's just, a, it's a testament to the fact that we, if you if you try, if you're used to having that kind of pizza and then you try something that's crafted, whether it's New Haven style or or not, or any other style, um, if it's crafted by some a family or, you know, some restaurant or some passionate chef that really cares and it's made fresh with fresher ingredients, you, I think that your stomach will tell you that you're happy and your brain will tell your stomach to get more. So there's sort of a connection between you know what you are what you eat, so if you're eating better you you will be better and the the junk food, the preservatives in all the sugar, all of the other ingredients that are in those chain kind of run of the mill you know pizzerias, it really saturates the market, and they have way more advertising money um, and I think much more of America knows pizza from that. Um, it's time to reeducate this country. it's time to try. Some real pizza,
0: yeah, so as far as um being in the pizza game, um, you obviously you're part of this documentary. Do you feel like now there's sort of been a like a resurgence of passion in pizza?
1: yeah, I agree, Jake. Um, I think that this is hard to believe, but pizza is only getting more and more passionate for people it's more, It's getting more and more of a i guess popular subject that people can weigh in on. It's becoming more accessible to more people. Um, It doesn't seem to be slowing down in any way. Uh, I think the numbers prove it too. If you look at, there's plenty of facts on how much pizza gets consumed every year and the money that it generates and it's increasing. So the subject itself is becoming more interesting Um, with with the world of influencers, you know, this world of like online access to information. There's so much more, um, you know, pizza professionals now. So you can, you can look at anybody who's, who wants to post a photo and an opinion about pizza and more people out of any others will like the pizza photos. They just become more attractive. They're more approachable. Um, and we can, you know, right now, um, a a fairly well-known gentleman named Dave Portnoy has been, you know, rocking the pizza world (laughs) with his barstool pizza reviews and, and people, People are going insane on, on watching those and getting reviewed and listening to one man's review of, you know, of his opinion about pizza, but he's considered in a, in a lot of ways, a a deity of, of pizza. And people look to those kind of people for their opinions. And they want to know if somebody with that much clout, you know, has an opinion, then they will then follow suit. And it's it's more than just food. It's clearly bigger than food. Pizza is, it's really become a kind of, you know, an experience that, that connects us together. It makes us realize that we want to keep going. We want to keep eating.
0: I, what I, I'm hungry now. What I love most about those reviews is maybe the, sorry, excuse me, the next few days after those reviews, seeing how that place's life just changed. after the, yeah. After that influencer, Goes gives a review and then I think you know they'll they'll post or repost photos of days later of like lines out the door.
1: Absolutely, I mean, this is kind of that it's it's a it's an experience within ex, an experience. So you offer something if you do really well. I mean, the power that social media has now to spread word is is unfathomable, and people are very responsive to it. We we're very. Like you almost say it's very fragile. Um, you know, if you say the wrong thing, it can cascade and and go against a place. And if you, if you don't say anything or you show the right picture, I mean, it can blossom. Right. So I think, I think there's a lot of power in, in this easy world of influence. And, um, it, it's something that I take, uh, very seriously as well as somebody who's, I'm not an influencer, but I'm, you know, I, I love these subjects that are popular and I want to, use them for positive results. My, my goal is to educate, you know, I'm not trying to uh, make or break a business. I'm trying to give people more information. So I think it's fun. I think it's fascinating. Um, You know, I've obviously have a major passion for Haven style pizza um, and will express my opinions once in a while. Um, But I, I also don't like to discourage people from, you know, loving what they love, loving what they grew up with, because that's, that's who they are, that's what they know sure, and there's you can't tell so you can't tell someone no, you know that's that's what they love
0: there's a certain yeah, I think there's a certain balance that you wanna strike where um you know the the pizza spectrum is very broad and it's got characters all across it, but you know what's the best part of it is like you gotta be partisan- i mean you gotta you know the partisan guys is is what allows you you know the passion and everything else you want somebody who loves what they love and is happy to to, yeah. to to give the hard time to Chicago like they deserve, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean John Stewart did a great job years ago, um, you know, kind of calling it a above ground swimming <laughs> pool, narrow <marinara laughs> swimming pool for rats. I and I just I it'll always make me laugh. His delivery, you know, just the words. Um but it's funny too, because when you talk to Chicagoans, and people who grew up there, people who, you know, eat there every day. I mean, it's, you know, millions of people. Their pizza of choice is, is not Chicago style. It's not deep dish. Their their pizza of choice is gonna be a thinner crust pizza. They they have oh. other kinds, you know. And um there's even a New Haven style pizza place in Chicago that's extraordinarily popular. Wow. Um called Peace Pizzeria. Okay. And and people clamor in the Wicker Park area and all over to try what they now realize is New Haven style in Chicago. So, you know, people also make discoveries. And, and having I think having some contention, having some difference, I mean, what, what kind of subject would it be without that? Right, you know, right, right, right. We'd just be talking about flatbread, basically.
0: And, and by the way, not for nothing in that preview, Dave Portnoy uh, said New Haven is the pizza capital of the world. He didn't even qualify it with underdog.
1: <coughs> Correct um we we now have quotes of him saying not only is the pizza capital of the u.s he is quoted as saying it's the pizza capital of the world for whatever that means for whatever um, that it means. feels good <laughs> it feels really good it does it feels, yeah great yeah. you know old, old forge pennsylvania has signs um outside of that city that claim it's the pizza capital of the world and the governor of new jersey just claimed on national pizza day that new jersey is the pizza capital of the world um so you can make up whatever you want. I mean, this is this is also a world where you can just say whatever you want, totally. and see who see see what gives. But proof is in the pudding. See, that's that's the ultimate thing, and I and I think that if people made the pilgrimage to New Haven, and they tried what we we call the big one of the big three, and then even tried some of the, the other ones that are here, because any just about any you know top rated pizzeria in New Haven is going to be probably mind-blowing and extraordinarily different and higher quality than most people are used to. Um, That, that is the the test. That's the real test. And if you are a pizza aficionado, and even if you're not, now you are, then you've got to make the pilgrimage to New Haven. (laughs) Um, It's also a beautiful city. I mean, it's got Yale university, um, there's museums, there's a harbor. Um, And there's there's actually a lot of other really, really good food here, Um, you know, all sorts of ethnic food from the Middle East to South America, Latin America, uh, great French cuisine. And so we, you know, you can find a ton of different kinds of things happening, but it's we're known for pizza. Oh, and one other thing, the hamburger sandwich. (laughs) The what? I don't know if you, the hamburger sandwich. Okay. Uh invented by a German immigrant named Louis Lassen in the year nineteen hundred. So there's another subject. We can we can hit that another time oh, let's. that could be a whole
0: that could be a whole other mm. game right there. Let's I think what you did was just promise to be a recurring guest and we're happy to have you. <laughs> sure, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> um okay, so call, tell me about how how did you get into doing what you're doing? You said you do pizza tours in New Haven, you've written several books. Um, some on ice, some on land. Who are you? How did you get into all this? <laughs> um, like you,
1: I'm a good listener. Um, so <laughs> I listened to myself and what what I wanted. Um, my background is architecture, and I still design uh, buildings and spaces. And I love that process. I love that. I've always been an artist. Um, you know, along the way, as a kid, I got into history. Uh, I wanted to know what was in my backyard what was underground when was my house built who built it you know i had a lot of questions i was i was very much a curious person of the land and um i guess i did my own projects and and had my own little collections of of facts and artifacts and things so i get you know what you might say it was really just a passion and maybe obsessions um i turned into a a careers um And it's it's interesting to think about things that we I I try to tell everybody, don't don't ignore your the things that you love or the things that make you happy, because those things could end up becoming what you do all the time. Right. And and it might be more fulfilling to do those. So. uh, So, yeah, so history writing. um, I started writing books uh, 16 years ago on local history, which was one of my passions. And um, and then the. Food tours actually began on a whim. Uh, when I was living in Los Angeles, I needed, you know, I needed more money. It's, it's not cheap living by the water uh, <laughs> anywhere. So, you know, doing, I was doing some side gigs, acting, background acting, whatever, you know, Jerry Springer shows, no big deal. No bigs. Yeah, I wasn't a regular on that. I was going to say, Don't is that worry. was that
0: real? I um, mean, you were on Jerry Springer? I was on a dating show. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I don't know if you'll ever see it, but it was really silly. I mean, these were all just fun ways to just use things you couldn't do back in Connecticut, you know. So I ended up getting a gig um, doing food tours, and um, I loved it. And it, it, it proved that I had this other passion, which is passion for for educating and, and talking about food. And I certainly know I've always known I've had a passion for food. I just didn't realize how much. And I think that. Exposed me to a world of, of learning about what we eat, where it comes from, what's healthy, what's you know what cultures have created it, and and how is it served. So I brought that idea back to New Haven, and about ten years ago, started Taste of New Haven, um, a, a tried and you know first tried and true uh, tour company in the state, and uh, we've expanded you know over the years, and um, we now run classes, festivals. Uh, we do we teach. And and tour every age group from literally i do pizza tours for kindergartners
0: That's awesome. How fun
1: would that be? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm bringing my my Wesleyan University uh college class to on a on a on a walking tour on Sunday we're going to be eating pizza. So i mean you know what the idea is to like take things you love and then i'm trying to teach them and and give people ideas about the world we live in and the places we live in and Try to find their passion in that, um, they might not think the way I think, but at least they can glean something off of it and and I think that's what i've begun to realize that I enjoy the most is is really giving people uh, a chance to learn and, and experience on their own.
0: so I was asking you about it before, but tell us about your Wesleyan gig yeah, um, that was a whim
1: so i <laughs> I was teaching a high school group, I was like lecturing a high school group and um one of the parents of one of the children came to me and said, "I I love what you're doing. This is amazing. You've got all these books. Um, you want to be on my radio show? Oh no, that was you." <laughs> um, and yeah. So anyway, the parent the parent said, um, "You know, you sounds like you have enough body of knowledge uh, to to teach. Would you like to, you know, propose some courses?" And I, I ended up putting a few syllabi together, and um, they the school liked it and Get offered me, but, uh, you know, a teaching position, which I've started. So, the idea is, um, I, I think you can, you know, I didn't realize I could just become a, a professor, but now, now I am. But now it's you too are. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's too late. I, I my <laughs> eyebrows are growing faster. Um, I have, fi- I'm finding, I'm just finding old jackets. I was gonna that say, I bet your I blazer game
0: is from. is tip top.
1: Yeah. Yeah, luckily my my grandfather left me all of his 1960s Blazers, oh, man. like plaid, pink yes. corduroy. So I, I'm just gonna wear all of them, <laughs> and um, they'll have to accept what I say is true. No, but generally speaking, the you know having getting to college students is great. I think these are students that are so in in the college world, especially liberal arts. Um, a lot of people are rounded, but they're not focused. So. I'm my course is extraordinarily focused. I mean, I'm I'm literally saturating my class with like history of like uh, the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, and they're going to learn everything about the Winchester family, and they're they're scared. I mean, scared. this is a gun company. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's the there's the uh, Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California, where you know the sins of the Winchester rifle are exposed and, you know, staircases that lead nowhere. So all these ideas are fun and interesting, but the idea too is to connect people to, you know, to real subjects sure. and make people feel like it's tangible. You know, you can actually look out your back window and, and tell stories and, and learn.
0: Not only are you a professor, but you're a professor who strikes fear, which, which I think is a level up.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, I got to grade these kids. So um, <laughs> I need them to do something. I mean, kids, um, yeah, I try.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. New Haven, Connecticut, food tours. Taste of New Haven, yep. Okay, so if, if folks, yep. after listening to this, are so possessed that they just immediately buy a plane ticket, where wh- what do they do if they come to New Haven? They'll, they go to your website? They sign up? Well, first
1: off, um, our airport is beautifully small. There's um, only oh, okay. um, two planes that come in from either Philadelphia or Charlotte. and um but you can connect so anyway we're that's a joke Um, i I mean it's true our airport is very small but you can get here um what i would suggest is before you make the flight before you make the drive or take your yacht um is check out the website taste of com. um find you know create a trip out of it plan something because you can do you could you could sign up for a food tour which are mostly on the weekends and then i would also suggest that if you're coming in warm weather Really explore this area, check out you know some of the the natural areas in in Connecticut. We have one of the best, actually the largest and highest rated Native American museum in the whole country. Oh wow! is is at is at Foxwoods? It's the Mashantucket Pequot Museum. It's unbelievable experience. And then you got the casinos, and then you've got just a you know an amazing state of of like it's a beautiful you know kind of wooded and coastal state of adventure so i would make a whole uh, you know trip out of it and then you could visit you know the small cities like new york and boston right if cool. you have time yeah if you're going to come to New haven you know we got there's hotels there's it's a walkable city you can easily you know do a food tour and then explore some other spots we have free art museums you know there's an amazing uh, there's the knights of columbus museum is here that's an amazing museum of catholic history crazy uh The Knights of Columbus is headquartered in New Haven and started in New Haven. So, you know, a ton of history here and a lot to explore.
0: All right. So be sober-minded about this trip. Look at what all you can do. Tell us the name of the movie again. It's called Pizza, A Love Story. Got it. And we can just either plan for it in our trips there or wait patiently for something like Hulu or Amazon.
1: Yeah. um, It's... It's going to hit some sort of physical form at later this year. Okay, great. Um, the other thing is, is you know, if you do go to the website and you can reach out to the director Corman and, and and just say, I want to see the movie, help. And if enough people do that, uh, he'll say, Why are all these people telling me they heard you on the radio, <laughs> Colin, and that, that now they're demanding it? And I want to hear him say that.
0: Okay, well there, there know, it is. We'll do it. I'm trying to show. I'm trying to pull my weight. You know? <laughs> Excellent. We'll do it. We'll absolutely do it. And Colin, do you want to tell us? A couple of your books, we can get them on Amazon, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um so Pizza in New Haven is the latest. Um it's on the history of pizza coming to the East Coast, particularly in the city of New Haven, uh an area. So you can find that on Amazon, Pizza in New Haven. Um some other books are mostly focused on Connecticut, but um you know, one of the fun one is Legendary Locals of New Haven. And it talks about a lot of different people.
0: Okay, Um, I
1: those are a couple I would suggest.
0: Awesome, man! And I got to tell you, my favorite, my favorite pages in Pizza New Haven was the crust pictures. The
1: slices. The crust pictures. I was going to say the slices. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yep. Those are awesome, man. That's awesome. I love it. it, Do people tell you that all the time? I'd like to. Well, a
1: lot of people who find who eventually read to that section. It's like later in the book. I want to thank my wife April and my best friend Dan of his dad who staged and created those photos because they're all photographers and getting that level of detail oh, yeah, man. is just, it's so important. And I was, I was actually influenced by um, the creators of modernist cuisine and who are creating a book called modernist pizza out of uh, they're out of the Seattle area. And um, the, the head guy is Nathan Mirvold. Uh, Very, very smart, talented guy. And I was fortunate enough to, 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 you know, connect with him and his book, Modernist Bread. Um, And that level of detail, I mean, this is, it was inspiring. So that's, I had a lot of help, you know, that page. Couldn't have existed without all those people
0: helping. It looks like a it, man. Just it's so definitely, you know. it's definitely an excellent picture. Definitely, if that doesn't make you want to book that flight, I don't know what will. So everybody, go find those books. <laughs> uh, Colin, thank you so much for offering your time, man. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks, Jake. I appreciate being part of your show.
0: Awesome, man. Well, like I said, don't be surprised when we hit you up for the burger sandwich.
1: I'll do my homework.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so <laughs> I'll much. Get, I'll
1: get that story ready. Take care. You're welcome, Jake. All the best.